This is the Sergio Rodriguez Show. Welcome, everybody, to the Sergio Rodriguez Show, a show unlike any other. Today, one of the best NFL guys in the business, because, you know, here we do full service, not just a couple of teams, like some of these shows that are out there who only seem to cover the Cowboys, the Steelers, and the Dolphins, right? We do everything, and today we're going to do a little Saints football with my good friend, Dujanae Bland. Dujanae, how are you? I'm doing great, Sergio. It's uh, football season, and I'm uh, super excited. How often How often do local East Coast shows call for the Saints reporter? <laughs> <laughs> it's rare. It's very rare. It seems like the Saints are, are kind of the forgotten team, even in their own division where a lot of people will call for the Falcons. They'll call for Carolina. Um, and obviously Tampa Bay with uh, Tom Brady in the house. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Saints seem to be forgotten in a lot of cases. Let's get right down to it. Breeze retires and, you know, obviously leaves a big hole at quarterback. You lose a Hall of Fame quarterback. He wasn't the same the last two years, but he was still respected and better than serviceable. And now Jameis Winston takes over, beat out Hill for the job. Before we get into Jameis Winston, was it the right decision to go with Winston over Hill? Absolutely. Um, I, I think you saw that in preseason, but I even said, last year that I felt that Jameis should have gotten the nod. But I understand you got a guy in Taysom Hill. Um, you want to see what he has. Uh, he's a really good gadget guy. Um, and he can be serviceable to, you know, win you a couple games if your starter is out. But he's not a, a full-time starting quarterback. Um, and I think it's perfect for Jameis as well. He had an opportunity to see uh, and learn from uh, an all-time great and a, and a sure Hall of Famer um, how to lead how to study, how, how to how to prepare. And uh, I think you see that uh, with the way that he's come out here in the preseason and uh, really showcase uh, what he's learned so far. Like I, like I always tell people, he's quirky, but uh, I really think he has learned a lot from Drew and uh, it has that now has taken the next step as far as the leadership is concerned and understanding what it takes to prepare each and every week to be great. One of the things that would concern me as a Saints fan, as a Saints coach, would be the fact that, you know, the receiving core with Michael Thomas being out. First of all, how long is Mike Thomas going to be out? Um, I think it's going to be at least a, a week or two in. Um, I hadn't really paid attention too much to his time out because I'm always like the guy isn't here. And even when, if he comes back, um, you know, it's not going to be one of those things where he's going to uh, light things up when he gets back, it's going to take some time. So they need to prepare as if he's not there, but I'm thinking at least two weeks, but let's just say they don't repair that relationship as well. Um, who's to say he doesn't get traded. Um, you know, that I think everything's on the table with not just the injury, but the way he, um, you know, the way things are with the team as far as some in-house stats or whatever that may be from last season. I, I would think they could get over it pretty quickly, but you never know how the receiver feels. Um, you know, but I, I I get it. I get what people are saying with that. But, um, 
you know, they, I think it's Sean Payton's deal to make sure that he doesn't think this is still Drew Brees' team and doesn't run it like Drew Brees is at the helm. He has to tailor himself, his stuff, to uh, what Jameis does best. Okay, well, that sets up my question, which is where I was going. I think the Saints are extremely poor at wide receiver. Extremely poor at wide receiver. Especially if you don't have Michael Thomas in there. What are they going to do? And so I think that that's the first hurdle that Winston's going to be up against. I can't argue with that. Um, You know, the thing of it is, is that this is, we all know this is the NFL. So um, these guys, uh, you know, they can, they have an ability to lock down guys, especially inexperienced guys. And I think that's a concern for a lot of people, the inexperience there they have at wide receiver. I think you saw some guys like uh, Callaway show some flashes um, and, and do uh, pretty well uh, out there. But then you have to, to recognize that they don't have that threat. So what are they going to do? They're going to force you or lock down on the run and uh, force you to pass a lot. And you're going to have to prove yourself. They're going to have to prove that their wide receiver core can uh, elevate themselves consistently uh, to make plays. So I agree with you there, Sergio. It's going to be – that is the big question mark there, especially, too, you have Adam Troutman, uh, who's also injured, uh, should be able to come back, I think, by week one. But, um, you know, they're going to have to have some targets. They're going to have to do more than just be the Alvin Kamara show because um, we saw, we've seen that even with Drew Brees at the helm, and uh, that's a little shaky. Well, you know, if Winston's going to see eight guys in the box, and so is Kamara, right? Winston right. – I mean, let's be honest. Winston has been an interception waiting to happen in this league. That's just, look, nobody's ever knocked his size, his arm strength, his ability to deliver the ball. The problem is that he delivers the ball to the other team under pressure consistently. That's a, <laughs> that's a major that's a major issue. That's the first thing he's going to have to show that he's gotten over, right, the interception factor. But with eight guys in the box, him consistently being blitzed because, let's be honest, these corners and these safeties are going to be able to match up one-on-one with these receivers. It's not like they're going to have to double anybody. Assuming Michael Thomas doesn't get back, you know, at 100% and, like you said, handles the -the off-the-field stuff with with the organization, you know, Jameis could be under fire, and so can Kamara those first couple of weeks until they figure something out. Exactly, um, and it, it's gonna. And this is my thing, um, and and I I talked about this uh, uh, several times before. Um, it really is going to come down to Sean Payton showing his creativity. Um, they have the ability to create mismatches uh, through. Um, you know, through scheme um, and some of their weapons uh, at the uh, running back position. But we we know and we've seen Sean Payton not live up to that um, and really uh, stifle the offense by getting away from things too early that, that really are working. Um, and it, it's definitely going to have to come down to the establishing the run because I think Jameis does an excellent job when you're able to run the football and you're able to, throw those deep passes out of play action. Um, and, I, I again, it's going to require those young guys, Traquan Smith, uh, you know, your uh, Callaway, um, Harris, these guys are going to have to step up and be big 
Um, they don't have to be great. They just need to do their job and give Winston a target because, like you said, um, you know, past stats are past stats. And I think some of that can be placed on coaching staff as well um, as he, he has to take some of the blame also because he had some, like, Rex Grossman-like interceptions. But um, I, I definitely believe that uh, you have to be concerned about his throwing interceptions. He was 30-30 and 30 the last time he started. <laughs> um, he'd be a great it, major leaguer direct- he'd be a great yeah. major league baseball player 30 30 and 30 <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you know the schedule plays out actually pretty good early on in the season I mean they do open up with the Packers but they you know they get them at home but, but look no one expects them to beat the Packers but you know the next four games are winnable the Panthers the Patriots Giants you know the Washington football team which you also do a little coverage of um so it's not like it's a daunting task here, but, you know, there are a lot of question marks for a team that has as much talent at every other position as the Saints do. Agreed. Um, there's a lot of questions, and, you know, that, you know, you think you would think that uh, based on, and, that, and that's based on a Hall of Fame quarterback, what they've done. Um, but now you have Jameis at the helm, and the question is, can he elevate? You don't need him to be Drew. You just need him to uh, play well, don't turn the football over, don't put the defense, which I think is not one of the best in their division. Um, And when they are put in unfavorable circumstances, they have the tendency to give up points. Uh, We saw that last year as well, and really has been the real problem outside of, I know people want to put it on, uh, you know, a couple bad calls, the reason why they haven't been able to make it to the Super Bowl. But you also have to look at the fact that if your defense had played well, got a few more stops and could have bowed up, uh, you know, and lived up to their end of the bargain consistently, uh, then you don't have to worry about, you know, it coming down to one play. Uh, so that's going to be a question as well. If the offense does is slow, I'm not sure the defense can do their job consistently, especially against a good football team. Well, look, they were a top five defense last year, statistically. But one of the things that actually did help that defense was the fact that the Saints really didn't turn the ball over. They were they, right. they, had, they were definitely in the top 10, might have been in the top five in fewest turnovers. When you don't turn the ball over, you never put the defense in bad situations. And we all know that Jameis Winston, that's the big knock on him. The defense will cover up a lot of mistakes, but you can't cover up the turnovers. You can't. And and we know in this league, in this league, it's very difficult uh, to not be able to turn the football over and win football games. You cannot uh, be a consistent uh, deal of turning the football over uh, at quarterback. And um, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to prove that he he's he's learned from that. Um, and he's had plenty of time to learn from Drew Brees. He's had plenty of time to sit behind and uh, study. So we're gonna see if what he's learned uh, he can put into action uh, when the bullets start flying uh, live. Take me around the division. Look, the le- the division is obviously gonna be a competitive one. It always is. You return the Super Bowl champs. Let's start there. I was one of these guys that was not very high on Tampa last year. I thought they were a good football team. 
I nowhere, nowhere did I ever look at them and say, and not at one time, hey, they're a top three, top four team in, in, in the NFL. They got hot at the right time, and they have a guy who's a historically great football player. They come back this year, and I even heard talk of people saying they might go undefeated. I'm like, listen, stop, okay? Where do you stand on the Buccaneers going into this year, a year after winning the Super Bowl? Um, I've heard the, the undefeated talk, too, and I, I can't I can't ride with it. I, I can't. Um, you know, I understand what, uh, what they bring, what they have over there. Um, and what Tom Brady brings to that football team, but I mean, let let's not let's not be too silly and, and forget about the schedule uh, that they possess. Um, they face a Washington team that really could have clipped them um, last year. If they had um, me playing quarterback, the, the the Washington football team wins that game. Absolutely. I mean, it, it really it really came came down to just a, a misplay. Uh, you look at the Dolphins, who I believe are underestimated um, defensively and offensively. Uh, they they have they have uh, you know the Bills to play. They have their division to play, especially the Bills. I, I don't think you can overlook them. And now you're talking about Mac Jones being uh, the quarterback uh, in New England. Um, you know that 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 brings some some issues there if they face these quality teams. I just think. I don't see undefeated, but I think they can win 12 or 13 games. Um, 17 games is, look, I, I understand they're bringing everybody back and all, um, and that, that, you know, you, that's half the battle when you're trying to win another championship. But they're bringing everybody but, back from a wild card team. I think that's what everybody fails to understand. Right. They did not win their division. They did not win their division, and they got hot at the right time. So, you're right. A wild card team, a wild card team that could have been clipped again, like I said, by the Washington football team. Um, so uh, maybe they can win 15 games. Maybe they maybe they can win because they, they got clipped by their uh, division foes a few times in a couple close games. They lost a couple close games early, and I believe that's uh, you know due to COVID and not being able to get a real cohesiveness as an entirety on offense. But um, I don't see an undefeated season, and I think there's others in that division that can challenge. I think Carolina is being heavily underestimated. Youth is a problem for them, but I think you add a quarterback like Sam Darnold uh, to the to the mix, and we understand uh, what that coaching staff has done. They spent like seven picks on the defensive side of the ball, um, and, and if the defense can live up to their end of the bargain, uh, I think I think that uh, with the likes of Robbie uh, Anderson. Uh, you got uh, DJ, and you've got um, you know the the youth, the the young man, um, uh, and Terrence Marshall Jr. I, I think they're going to have a, a, a nice little uh, ability to be able to win this division. And let's not forget about their backfield. Um, I, I like the guy Chubb uh, behind uh, Christian McCaffrey. So I I, I really think that um, healthy you McCaffrey. Know, this division is pretty tough uh, up at the top. And then you have to look at the Saints, but the Saints can go either way. They can be uh, they could be eleven win team, or they could be a nine win team. Um, so I don't I don't see the undefeated though. <laughs> the you know the Falcons last year taught us all how to blow games and how to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Absolutely. Okay. They 
they are not as far as their record showed last year. Because like I said, they were they just could not close out games. They kept on beating themselves. I think they're gonna be more competitive than people think this year. Talk to me about talk to me about the Falcons. I, I don't know if they're gonna win more than five games and maybe I'm just really? not not I'm not, you know, buying into what's going on. I felt like they should have gone if you're gonna go full on rebuild, then go full on rebuild. Um, I, I, I like Gage, I, you know, out, outside of Ridley. I think uh, Kyle Pitt gives them an Algie Crumpler-like tight end, uh, something that was really prevalent in the days of the Atlanta success. Um, you know, I think Matt Ryan's not done um, by any means, but he's on the tail end. Uh, I don't trust the backfield. Um, you know, and defensively, we will see a, a new coach, an unproven coach that's going to be there. Um, it starts with the defense. If their defense can play better than they played under Dan Quinn, that's half the battle. And I think they have the ability to score on folks. But if they're going to continue to waffle at the defensive on the defensive side of the football, with uh, you know, and some guys are going to have to prove themselves at the wide receiver position. I just don't know if I in that division I can see them winning more. Uh, no more. I don't see it more than five games. They win more than five games, then then kudos to them. But with all the new stuff coming in, new coach, uh, you got all these. You, you did a half sale. You didn't do a full on sale. You you half heartedly went rebuild to not rebuild. And we've seen this before. I've seen this before. Washington football team comes to mind with this rebuild, but not rebuild stuff. Unless you got a a, a Belichick or a, a Kyle Shanahan, a proven coach, um, you know, a Sean McVay at the helm, I don't know if I'm going to buy into it with a absolute brand new coach coming to this situation. I think you're going to see a, a year where they compete. They're going to lose a lot of close games. Um, and, and maybe next year they'll take that next step. But as of this year, I, you know, they'll prove me wrong possibly, but five wins is probably the top that I'm going to give them in that division. Dujane, take me around the league here. A couple of things. The Patriots release Cam Newton. Listen, I've been a big detractor of Cam Newton. I thought he was done in Carolina five years ago. Came last year. He had one or two good games whenever he can run the ball. He can't throw from the pocket. It's always been an issue. I've always said that in a league, in an era of football, post-2005, where everybody... And if you want to go 2010, I'll even give you that. Where everybody completes 65 to 70% of their passes, Cam Newton and Eli Manning complete below 60%. That, to me, is the biggest tale of overratedness at that position that I can come up with. Now, they release him. They're going to go with Mac Jones. Good move. Bad move? Should they have let Cam at least play a couple of games and let the kid grow? What do you think? I think they should let Cam play a couple of games. And I'm I'm not like a Cam apologist, but I'll just say this. That first year, they gave Cam nothing to work with. And Belichick uh, kind of got kicked in his gonads thinking that he was bigger. Uh, you know, the big guy on the block. And, and it was all because of him. And I think he's doing it again. Um, I'm not saying Mac Jones is not a good quarterback, he's shown that he is going to have some ability to be a great quarterback for them in the future. But, I mean, if they if they go and pull another uh, season like they had last season, 
are are the Patriots gonna just gloss that over? Uh, uh, you know, especially this has to be a Belichick's call. Um, I just think they. I think it's a lazy move because I don't think really Belichick wanted to uh, tailor an offense to a guy in Cam. And if you didn't want to do that, then you shouldn't have brought him in. I mean, it's just common sense. Um, I think that he's uh, not the same guy he used to be, and I will agree with you on that. He's not the same guy he used to be. I think that bullish uh, big guy, you know, utilizing him to run the football consistently is really where he thrives, but I'm not sure his body can take that. And he works hard. Um, but I'm not sure unless he has some real tools around him, is that going to be something that uh, he's going to be able to continue to do late in his career um, and have success. But I still think they should have given him a shot. I mean, what do you have to lose? Um, you'll know within the first two games or not or whether he's going to be any good or not and whether it's going to work out. But then you have to want to do that and buy into it. Um, and I don't think they ever wanted to buy into it. And I I really believe that they did, did themselves a disservice on both ends by keeping him around this long um, and, two, even bringing him in in the first place. But, uh, you know, uh, maybe I know they've won a lot. They've got a lot of championships, so that gives Belichick a, a lot of leeway. So he's probably not going to be uh, let go at the end of the year for playing Mac Jones. But I can tell you in the second season, if they don't do something to get talent around Mac Jones, then there's going to be a problem. And I'll say this. What's scary for me, when we put these starting quarterbacks out here, these young rookie quarterbacks, you have to have an offensive line. And I don't know if I trust the Patriots' offensive line to protect him. And then you end up with a quarterback that gets hit 30 times, and we don't know if he's going to be a shell shot quarterback and always look at the run and always look at the rush after you know his first year or so. It affects these young quarterbacks. I, I hope that Sam Darnold can get away with uh, coming in to a new situation and being able to, to play how we thought he would have played if he had an opportunity. He was just drafted into a bad situation. The guy was hit 98 times. He was sacked 98 times. Okay? So we've seen it. I, I use Patrick Ramsey as a prime example of a shell shot quarterback. He had all the abilities, all the talent in the world. Wasn't the best quarterback, but he definitely could be a Trent Green and, and win you some games and take you to uh, an NFC championship game. But when you get beat up so much in your career, you no longer can see down the field because you always have eyes down in front of you. You're never fully looking down the field. So we hope that Sam Darnold can do that, and I hope that that doesn't happen to Mac Jones here. Uh, I think with Josh McDaniels as an offensive coordinator, they're probably – do a better job because he's a quarterback that kind of fits what New England likes to do. So he probably has a better shot at it. But, I, I you know, looking at the, the Patriots, I don't think you can point out any one guy that's going to dominate as far as a wide receiver goes. So we'll see how it goes. But I hope they don't ruin a guy that they spent money, uh, spent, a, a, you know, a nice pick on uh, to be a, a future quarterback when they really just could have let Cam do what they needed to do. And then they could have transitioned to the young man. A couple of minutes left here. Let's go really quick about around the league. I just want to throw a couple of things at you. Just give me a couple of uh, one or two sentences on each thing. Joe okay. Burrow, Joe Burrow, if he comes back healthy, you expect him to pick up where he left off last year? I mean, he was playing really well. Slow start, but I think he'll eventually come around. I'm not high as on Tua as you sounded earlier speaking on the Dolphins. I believe... 
that he's a guy that can take you only so far. He's one of those, the game is just played in such a small box when he's the quarterback. Do you think he's the guy there, or do you think by this time next year there's somebody else quarterbacking in Miami? I think he can be the guy there if coaching staff does what they need to do to tailor the offense to fit his needs. Will the Colts be better with Wentz than they were with Rivers? No, because I don't see Wentz playing an entire season. Where does the Deshaun Watson saga go from here? Ooh. Uh, you know, hopefully we find some truth to what's going on here, but it's definitely a black cloud for the organization. I don't see how you can not, you know, it's the elephant's in the room at every stadium, and it's going to be tough for them. Uh, hopefully they we get some clarity on this. Will the Giants' offensive line be able to at least, at least help that team win seven games? Yes, but the real question is: Will will uh, will uh, Jones be able to not turn the football over uh, to help them win seven games? And I don't see that. Will Dak Prescott pick up where he left off offensively, but not do it in garbage time? Because it seems like a lot of those numbers that he put up last year were empty calorie points. You know what I'm saying? Like the Cowboys right. were always down twenty-one-three, and then they would make a nice run. Everybody forgets they were one in three when he, you know, when he broke his foot, you know, his ankle. Right. Right. Um, I, I'm going to say this. It's all contingent on Ezekiel Elliott in that run game. Uh, if they think they're going to come out and throw it around like some of the other teams in the league do, uh, I think you're going to have garbage time moments um, and, and not a level of consistency because you have too many three and outs and their defense can't do anything. And when you're behind, you know what that means. You're throwing the ball, and your opposing defense knows it. Uh, so it's going to be contingent on the run game. Final one from me before I ask you for a Super Bowl prediction. Matt Stafford, <laughs> no excuses. He's got the team now. He's got the coaching, and he's finally set up. Do you expect a big year from the Rams? Oh, this could go either way. I'm going to say, yes, I do expect a big year from the Rams, and my reason being is Sean McVay. Um, I, I think people consistently underestimate his talent as offensive coordinator, and I think this marriage will be perfect for Matthew Stafford and that uh, they have the talent, uh, they have the running game. It's all going to be on his back of not making these weird, you know, scratch-your-head turnovers in games that cost his football team the games. And maybe he doesn't have to put it on his shoulders now with all the talent he has around him. Give me a Super Bowl prediction. Woo! Um... Right now, if you have to ask me Super Bowl, uh, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, I think I'm just going to have to go with a repeat. And I think that uh, with the, the Kansas City Chiefs will be back. And uh, they're going to beat them this time, though. Um, and I know people don't like repeat Super Bowls. But I think right now when you look at everything, those two teams are primed uh, and ready. And uh, you have to respect the fact that the reason why those two teams were there. A lot of question marks with other teams around the league. Would like to see Buffalo, but I, I'm not sure yet. I need to see a little more. Let's do this again like week five or six, Dujanay. Sounds good. I'm all for it, man. I'll be ready. You've been listening to Dujanay Bland, Saints Insider for the Sports Journey Network. And this is the Sergio Rodriguez Show, a show unlike any other. <laughs> 